Because sometimes we don't know where we're going to be. I remember a few years ago laying in the hospital. Didn't know that I had even had a stroke. But God delivered me. I don't know about you today. But I just want you to know that he delivered me. I ain't worried about who ain't here and who, who is on TV and whoever they are. I just want you to know that he delivered me. He made a way when there was no way. He, he brought me through. And I, as the people would say, came through without the smell of smoke. God delivered me. Yes. from something that I didn't even know I was having. Jesus. Fixed me. Jesus. Sister Dee Dee turned me around and, and, and said, get out of the hospital the next day. Yes. Yes. And so I got something to praise God for. Brother yes. I got something to praise God for. And so do you. When he has delivered you, when he carried you through, when he brought you from a mighty long way. You can't help but give him the praise. Don't give him the praise. Well, the very rocks they say, well, I don't want no rocks crying out for me. I want to just give God glory for all that he's done. We're not going to be long. I know we're taking time, but when it comes to praise, I got to do what the Spirit of the Lord says to me. I ain't worried about the clock, but uh, I will be worried about y'all because I know everybody got something to do. I hear you. And, and, and so we want to talk real quick to you about making history while we do hard things in the name of Jesus. It's a black history, sir. And this being black history, what we just want you to know that we as a people can do all things Amen. in the name of Jesus. Yes, now have a witness out there. Amen. You see back in the day all the slave traders and the racist haters trying to keep us from loving and all inclusive God. God intends for us all to be here on one accord. Bless the Lord. And we were two fifths of a human. Not even a full man. And they, I was looking at a documentary last night, and the Native Americans weren't even included as any of a, a fifth. For they weren't even weren't even rated as people. Wow. The they, they they were told that they were nothing, and that they were going to be wiped off the face of the earth when they came to this side of the world. And so we got all of this racism, ostracism, and discrimination, and separatism. But yet, God created us in his image. He wrote in his word that where there will be no more Greek and Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free but Christ is all and in all that 
is what it means to us. And so black people, we were included in the master's plan. Whether people expected us to be included or not, we were included. And so in our scripture and Proverbs, it told us to trust in the Lord, trust with all our hearts, lean not to our own understanding. And when we do this, he will direct our paths. I know some of y'all are like, oh, well, here we go. with a philosophical sermon. I just want you to know that philosophical things are good too. Amen. And God wants us to understand where we sit in this grand equation. Because, you see, we must love our neighbors as uh, one example. We got to treat our neighbors with kindness. We we got to love those who might not love us. We got to look at the other way and turn the other cheek a lot of times as Christian beings. Yes. And, and, and we got to look past racism and bigotry. Because not everybody on this planet does bigotry and racism. Hard things you say for the kingdom, yes, like giving more of yourself to God. Amen. Giving more of yourself to others. Because in other words, we have told you many times over, you've been blessed to be a blessing Amen. to somebody else. Amen, walls. Blessing to somebody else. Don't withhold if you have what it takes to bless somebody else. Small yes. blessing, Lord bless yes. doesn't matter. Want your bill paid? Trust in the Lord. Amen. No matter who you are. Want something special from the Lord? On your circumstances, well, lean not to your own understanding. Then you might have some cruel people to you in this world. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with them? Watch God. Keep your focus on him and let him direct your path, no matter what your skin color is. So it's inclusion that we seek. It's inclusion that we seek. And we want you to know that there was a man who had the name of Moses. And Moses was to be a leader of his people. Well, we black folk have had Moses too. And so we're going to talk to you about one of them. Where we can talk about Harriet Tubman, a slave from the eastern shore of Maryland, who was named so because of the analogy of the story of Moses, and who he attempted to lead his people from, from out of Egypt, out of slavery. And, and he saw God take care of tyranny and oppression of his people, which is the same thing that God did under Harriet Tubman. Amen. That's right. And he did this for her black people who were in slavery. Christianity today says that she would say there was such a glory over everything 
that sun came like gold through the trees over the fields and I felt like I was in hell. I hope I did her accent justice. But like Moses of the Bible, she knew she had to set other people free. She became the conductor of the Underground Railroad and made 19 trips back to the South and helped deliver more than 300 slaves to freedom, all the while being serious to her calling. She had a gun and she knew how to use it. And anybody that got in her way, she would make sure that they understood that their life was in danger because she wasn't about to turn around and go back where she had come from. She came on a mission to save and help her people. She even endured lifelong headaches and seizures and, and vivid dreams uh, as a, a result of blunt force trauma to her head after standing up to a fellow field hand. Because not everybody was in agreement with what she was trying to do for our people. And she had powerful visions. She, she had the ability to be tenacious and she could do hard things. And Almighty God was her leader. He gave her her name and he told her what to do in his name. Mm -hmm. Bless the name of Jesus. Well, if we take a look at our Exodus text this morning, we will get a glimpse of the first days of the life of that liberator named Moses. You know, he was a Hebrew he was born to an enslaved mama and an enslaved father. During the time, you all remember, when Pharaoh had already put out the order that all male children that were born to Hebrew women, come on, I know I have some ballerinas in the house, they were to be killed at the time they were born. But we had some midwives on the scene, amen, somebody, who said, no, 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 we fear God and not man, and so they allowed the Hebrew boys to stay alive. You see, as you can see, the circumstances surrounding his birth and the early days of Moses' life, Sister Patrice, the odds were really stacked against him. And if we compare our sister Harriet Tubman to Moses, uh, we will understand that the odds were also stacked against her. Being born into a system that intentionally was designed to oppress, uh, to dehumanize, uh, to degrade and reduce a group or a race of people for the benefit of another group of people who believe they are superior than you are does not bid well for an easy life. Come on, somebody. Come on. And the house. So, so from the beginning, they were already up against a very hard thing. How many of you all know and understand that this was not by accident? Understand that God knew what he had planned for their lives and how 
been hopeless from the outset for either of their lives to really amount to anything much. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Now, maybe you have felt like your life wouldn't amount to much, but God, but God, can I, can I, can I give you some similarities this morning between Moses and Harriet? Well, both of them came out of obscurity. Moses really was drawn out from the water when he was just three months old. Harriet was born by the water in a place called Dorchester County on the eastern shore of Maryland. Both of them were born in slavery, escaped from slavery, and led others to freedom out of the bonds of slavery. Moses led the children of Israel on the bottom of the Red Sea while the walls of water held back the hand that was held back by the hand of God. And Harriet led slaves through a network of clandestine routes and safe houses that we have come to know as the Underground Railroad. And that road was 800 miles in length. Both of them were strong and formidable leaders. But can I tell you this? Both of them had a special relationship with their God. God, God, God spoke to Moses through that bush that was on fire, but the fire did not consume the bush. We call that a theophany. Harriet was plagued by dreams and visions after experiencing that head trauma for trying to protect another slave who was trying to escape. And after a while, she really understood that her headaches and her dreams and her vision were the mechanism by which God used to lead her and to guide her to save her people from the cruelty of slavery. We call that an epiphany. Uh -huh. You see, Moses, a male Hebrew born in Egypt, and Harriet, a female of African descent, could not have been further apart in time, language, geography, and culture. Yet we cannot overlook, not we cannot underestimate or overstate that they had a God conscious that kept them looking up. Oh, I know somebody is getting it this morning. You see, I submit to you today that they both had an understanding that the message that the proverbial writer recorded in the Bible, but through the pen of Solomon, who gave us some world, some some rules, some some divine rules to, of conduct and some wisdom in which we can follow in life. And I know you all are familiar, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. You see, that brings me to the first point. Our first point says that they both had unwavering faith in God. Uh -huh. Yeah, where did they get that from? Well, Solomon tells us in Proverbs 3, uh, chapter, three chapter number 3, verse number 5. It says, the text says to trust God. Uh, in the Lord, uh -huh, uh -huh, with all your heart. That's what, that's what he tells us. Uh, the assignment that Moses and Harriet were, were given tells me that God knew that he could trust them to follow him. Uh -huh, yeah, 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 to, to fully 
rely on him. Uh, I, I want to help somebody this morning because when we use the word trust uh, in its original Hebrew meaning, uh, what it is telling us is uh, to lie down on. Uh, uh, put your whole weight on something. Uh, when we sit in a chair, don't you put your whole weight on the chair? I don't see anybody uh, holding on to the arms, uh, trying to lift yourself up. Uh, I don't see anybody looking like uh, the chair might fall in any minute. Uh, uh, when, come on now, when, when you lay down to sleep at night, uh, don't you just put your whole weight on all of it, on the mattress, right? You don't lay there wondering if the mattress gonna give out. You don't think you're gonna wake up on the floor in the morning. You trust the mattress that you're laying on. You believe that the mattress is going to support you. You go to sleep and you never worry about the mattress letting you down. So my question this morning is why do we not put our whole trust in God? We trust the mattress, we trust the chairs. Oh God, we trust the things that the world teaches us and tells us, but every now and then we doubt our Lord. I'm, I'm just asking. I, I just, I'm just, I just want to know. Uh, but the Lord says, the Lord is saying to His people, uh, even now, He says to trust Him. Uh -huh. he, he knows. Come on, somebody. He knows not everything is going the way you want it to go in your life. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. He understands that there's some stuff uh, that is still not all the way settled. Uh, that's why He says. Uh, don't trust what you see. Trust in me. You see, when you bump up against those hard things in life, I just came to tell somebody to lay your weight, all of it, on God. Trust that he can hold you and move forward. Oh, how does that work, Pastor? How does, how does that work? Well, let, me, let me tell you how. Moses and Harriet worked. And let me tell you my second point. They didn't lean on what they understood. Uh, you, you, you saw it in the text. You see, the, the verse goes on to say, don't lean on your own understanding. Am I right about it? Brother Rico, I see you, 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 you're shaking your head. I, I know you, you read that text before. You see, that's a powerful for us this morning. Uh, why? Why? Because we are usually tempted to lean on our own thoughts, uh, our own reasoning, and our own logic. Uh, yeah, we are tempted to do that. Uh, amen, somebody. Uh, and why I'm glad, I'm glad to be surrounded by such critical thinkers, uh, I also want to throw out some caution to you this morning. Uh, because there are some situations, Patrick, uh, some uh, uh, circumstances that are so complex, um, that are so complicated uh, and so perplexing, uh, you will not be able to use conventional methods uh, or conventional wisdom uh, to get you to uh, the desired outcome. Uh, in, in, in other words, uh, I, I'm trying to hurt nobody's feelings in here this morning, uh, uh, but you ain't smart enough for this. Oh God, oh God, y'all can't. 
don't write me, don't text me. I'm just letting people know that there's some things that we come up against that we just can't handle on our own. You see, when, when you look at what Harriet and Moses were attempting to do, you, you know that they couldn't possibly lean on what they knew. That's what right. 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 they uh-huh. You see, uh, uh, you, you know that, that, that Moses, Moses grew up in, Moses, in Pharaoh's house. He was introduced to uh, the higher things uh, in life uh, that his Hebrew brothers and sisters uh, were, uh, grew up in. But I submit to you this morning that there was nothing that he learned or went through that prepared him for what he was up against. Nothing, nothing prepared him for that. And, and poor, oh Lord, poor Lord Harriet, Harriet grew up as a house slave. Mm-hmm. Who eventually became a field mm-hmm. do, do you think? Do you think she went to night school yeah. uh, to study how to navigate the stars uh, after a long day of working in the sun out in the field? Uh, do you think somebody really took the time and said, "Come, come over here, little girl. Come, come over here. Let me teach you about the Big Dipper." Let me tell you where to find the little dipper. Uh-huh. So, 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 so later on, you can set your people to freedom. Uh, I, I believe that Harriet had to be endowed with some special gifts and some special graces that God would tap into at the appointed time. Oh, God, don't you know that God has an appointed time? I know I'm glad about it. I, I believe that God used her because she would wholeheartedly lead into our Heavenly Father for guidance and instruction. Or in and of herself, she didn't have the intellectual capacity to get from the south to the north to a place called freedom over 19 times with hundreds of followers. By the way, Harriet had followers before Facebook, Twitter, and any of them. She had some followers. Come on, come on, somebody in the house. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, see, she did not know the way, but I can bet this morning that she knew the man with the plan who created the way. Help uh, somebody this morning. I need you all to hear me. You see, we cannot lean on our own understanding on every road that God places us on. We need to lean on the wisdom of our God. James puts it this way. He said, if anyone lacks wisdom, right up on my right about it, he says, let him ask for it and God will freely give it. Pastor Tony Evans says that God does not want us to be coming to a crucial crossroad in life with nothing to guide except our faulty Human cycle. Uh, so that tells me, that tells me that he wants us. He wants us. God wants us to know his ways and his divine perspective so we won't take the wrong road. Uh, I just asked somebody the question, what has God placed in you? That he is waiting for the appointed times to pull up out of you that which he has already poured into you. 
Oh, I know somebody, oh. somebody's going to shout on that one uh, after a while. My third and my final point, and I'm going to get out of your way, says that they let go and they let God. Uh-huh, that's it. They got that straight out of the text. Uh, Minister Matt, uh, verse number six in our text uh, says uh, it says to us uh, that we got to seek his will in all you do. Uh, you see, what that really is, is an umbrella statement uh, that says, uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, in all your ways, you better know him. Uh, in all your ways, you better seek him. Uh, will make your path straight or show you the path to take. How many of you have come to a place in life where you really didn't know which way to go? You didn't know which decision to make. You didn't know which direction to walk in. Well, I bet you that this was the same situation that Moses and Harriet found themselves in. You see, Moses got to the Red Sea, and there was water everywhere. And I can bet in a panic, his heart was probably pounding, and he said, Lord, what must I do? Faith in our God. Because He is a faithful God. 